So first things first, BJ, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be here. It's very good to hear. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, where I want to start is obviously you grew up around music in and around the church. And now I, w I was wondering, how did that shape kind of the music you make to this day? Yeah, well, I think soul music is basically like gospel music meeting, like love lyrics, you know. Um, so I think as a foundation, church and, and gospel music would really, really kept the soul in it for me. Um, you can't really make gospel music without having feeling and without trying to connect. Um, so I think that is something that I take with me no matter what type of music I'm doing. Yeah. And if you look back at those early days, uh, did you really enjoy the music and everything? Or was there a rebellious phase as well where you went into different kind of uh, musical expressions? Yeah, no, the good thing about our church, I mean, when I was younger, we, we had freedom to do all kinds of music. Okay. I mean, we would put R&B songs to the gospel songs, you know, we we do all kinds of stuff. So um, I really had a, a, a good time there. My drummer to this day is still my same drummer that was with right. me back in those days. So, yeah, no, uh, we, we had a good time and we found a way to make it fun for us. And did you know from that early of an age that this is what you wanted to do? Yeah, I, I knew pretty early. I mean, initially, I just wanted to be a musician for for, a, you know, some artists. Uh, but um, then I started to get into songwriting. Um, and then when I when I got a song, my first song, it placed at 15. Uh, it was it was like I got money for it. I was like, oh, wait, I, I would have done this for free. I can get money and do what I love. And so I knew at a very young age that that uh, this was what I wanted to do. That first song, do you still kind of remember writing it and what feeling it, it gave you? Uh, that song that I placed, yeah, I remember. I was punished. So uh, my dad, I could only read the Bible. <laughs> so my dad <laughs> made me read the Bible and I started reading these scriptures and revelations and it. I started to get a song from it. And um, from that song, um, I just wanted to hear myself recording it. I didn't know about getting it to other artists yet or anything like that. I just wanted to hear it recorded. And so I did that and my best friend, I let him hear it. And he was like, you should let my brother hear it. <laughs> and then his brother just had joined this group, this gospel group. Uh, and uh, and they loved it and recorded it. And, and the rest is history. Yeah. But that, that, I find that very interesting because what, in essence, is your philosophy, philosophy to songwriting then? Are you, are you somebody who kind of works dil diligently uh, nine to five every day? Or is it kind of waiting for divine inspiration in a sense? Uh, yeah, I'm more on the divine side than the, um, you know, work every day side. Uh, I, I, I need space and time um, to gather my thoughts, to be present. Um, I, I have so much respect for my friends who write songs every day. I mean, I see it done and, and great songs. So I know it's possible. But for me, it's just just not my process. I like to give it time and give it space and and, and revisit. Right. And now kind of moving up a little bit, your first uh, solo album, Emotions, came out in 2005. If you mm -hmm. look at that period, uh, what were you aiming to do, so to say? Because as you mentioned, you kind of, the first song was was uh, released kind of uh, by accident in a way. So, so what were you, with that first couple of albums, what were you trying to do in a sense? Yeah, well, I mean, I really was just trying to express myself. I was trying to make a, 
you know, what I thought was my magnum opus. You know, it's like I had never made an album before. And um, so I wanted to say everything I wanted to say. I wanted to have all the musicians I wanted. I wanted to have, you know, uh, strings. It's the first time I used strings on anything. And um, it just was an experience. It was like being a kid in a candy store. And, uh, you know, I thought that it was going to, sell all around the world and sell millions and millions of records. I didn't really know how the business worked at that point. I was just making what I loved. And um, I'm still so proud of that album because it's like exactly what I wanted to do at that time, you know, um, like fully. I just, that was all heart, you know. Oh, that's good to hear. But you mentioned yeah. something interesting as well, that uh, once you, there's this one side which is the creative side and then you have the business side as well so yeah. was that kind of like a, a tough pill to swallow early on that you kind of had to deal with that side of it yeah it was a it was a rude awakening i mean i thought that you know i made songs that could stand next to any pop artist or you know whatever uh i know john mayer was huge at that time i thought my songs could sit next to his but that was a rude awakening i learned even about racing radio and how they view sure. a black artist versus a, a you know a white artist like if you're black you're you immediately looked at as urban or you know um and, and you know and then you don't have that opportunity at pop radio and stuff i didn't know this is when i didn't know any of that and it was mm -hmm. like a rude awakening of like okay all right let's figure out how to do this and i started learning more and more i'm, I'm still so appreciative of all of it uh, because i learned so much you know Yeah, and one thing I think you delved into, but maybe you did uh, earlier, I don't know, but but the production side of things, is that something you've always been interested in or did that come with that first album and, and kind of onwards? Yeah, they, they just always were one and the same for me. Okay. Like when I when I wrote the song, I already heard how it was done in my head. Like I when I'm writing it, I'm hearing the orchestra, I'm hearing the band, you know. So I guess I was always a producer, you know, right, right from the jump. I just, it was just me learning how to get my, you know, produce, but it was always there. Uh, even I remember uh, the track I did for that first track, very first track when I was 15, um, even they copied some of my mistakes because they didn't realize, uh, you know, and that let, that let me know that I was a producer then, even though I didn't get to produce that one. I was like, okay, next time I, I know what to do now. I thought I didn't know, but when they, they gave me the confidence when I heard them produce it just the same way I did. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I got it. And so from that point on, uh, the writing and the production always went hand in hand for me. Okay. And if that's something, do you have a kind of a, a sound? Did you create a sound for yourself in terms of production or does that change from album to album? Yeah, people say that people say they can tell when it's a PJ song, you know, uh, maybe there's some 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 element to it that that gives me a sound. Um, I never tried to do it on purpose. I think it's the type of stuff I use. I tend to use more vintage equipment, you know, and vintage keyboards and stuff. So maybe there's a sound there. Um, but I, I think I especially like the, even this new album, I go from Afrobeat to, you know, like sure. my piece, which is totally different, you know, from please don't walk away. And then you got a reggae song. So <laughs> I, I, I think I, I, I'm open to all things, but maybe you could still kind of hear a PJ thing, even in all those different genres as well. That eclectic nature of, of your approach to music, is that kind of inherently New Orleans? Is that kind of, is that, is it derived from uh, there? Maybe so. I think the openness of it may be New Orleans. 
you know, I think it's just me, though. I've always been okay. open to 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 anything, any music that moved me. I'm like, that's fine. I don't care. What is it? Poker? I, I, I don't care if it, it moved me, you know. And so I just never block off anything. And, and that allows me to be influenced by all types of all types of music. Is there one inspiration or a source of inspiration uh, that kind of that you used for this new album that, that people might not expect from you? Um, I mean, I think the source of inspiration for me was really digging deeper um, in this pandemic. I mean, the pandemic was is, is the star on this album, really, sure. you know, uh, in the sense that it, it kind of shaped uh, these stories and it shaped my life as I was, you know, going through these things that I eventually wrote about. Um, and so that's, that's all I needed, you know, was to look around and see what people were dealing with, see what I was dealing with. Uh, that was like inspiration enough. It's like, Oh man, this is the really the time when the gift, uh, you know, needs to be put to use. Like people need words and songs as soundtracks to what we've been going through and how we've been feeling. And so um, I felt inspired uh, just from that. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Now, Emma, I read that as you were kind of initially writing for what would become this album, uh, your laptop crashed and you lost a lot of material. So yeah. what what was that like? And I, I can imagine it both being absolutely devastating, but also in a way liberating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was devastating in the moment for sure. Um, but quickly after, I just had to take a deep breath like, Yeah, we're really in a pandemic, you know, like this is this is not going to be the two weeks you thought it might be home like this is real. And it started to settle in like, okay, what does it look like to just be home and not have plans to be on the on the road? And I was supposed to be all around the world at that, you know, at that time. And so uh, but I was then so appreciative that it like stopped me, you know, and allowed me to see life and like you know, get more time with my family and like just really lock into things that mattered. And it made me a better it made me a better songwriter because I'm able to do what I tell people to do all the time is like live and be present and then you can write. I was just so in it. You know, things were moving so fast that I was just like, got to write, got to let's keep going, let's keep going. And it wasn't until the world like stopped me that I realized, okay, like, you know, you can stop. Take a breath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a very fascinating side of, of kind of the business that you're in, because um, I talk a lot with artists about kind of uh, identity. And then this is this is one of those things where you, I suppose a lot of musicians, they, they kind of identify themselves as that musician, as member of this and that band. And mm-hmm. once that falls away, like it did for so many during the pandemic, you kind of have to figure out, okay, who am I? 
if this this whole music thing wasn't around. So so did you kind so, of uh, venture into those thoughts and then find an answer, kind of? Yeah. Well, I've, I mean, I, I like to think that I was pretty grounded before, okay. but I think maybe even more. Um, my family has always been that for me. It's like when I'm home, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. You know, I'm like, hey, y'all want to come to this concert? They're like, um, what time is it? You know, uh, <laughs> they don't care. So that that has always been my ground is my kids and my family. It's like when I go home, it's not PJ Morton, the 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 artist and, you know, celebrity or whatever. The musician is just dad, you know, and <laughs> and um, and that will keep you that'll keep you down, you know, keep you sure. on the ground. Um, so I, I've always been there and understood that. So what's this the, the way it kind of unfolded then because you were stuck at home uh, because of the pandemic? Is is that why you kind of why the lyrics were more uh, introspective or even more you showed even more of yourself because you were in that uh, environment where you could be kind of that person or the the more open person? Yeah, well, I think part of it being locked down like that, I got to go deeper. I had a lot more space and time mm. to really put my feelings into words. Um, but I think part of it was just that I had gone through a lot right before the pandemic in my life, in my relationship. Mm. And so I was dealing with those feelings anyway. It's almost like the pandemic gave me time to think about it and really focus on it. And so, um, but I also felt like, man, we could literally, all this could just go away. What's the point of saying things, you know, if, if they're not really giving, really like giving a, a piece of yourself. And I think that forced me to go deeper. I'm like, I can't release songs that are um, just surface, uh, at least not right now, because I feel like we were such in a non-surface place in the world. It's like the surface things don't matter. We, You know what I mean? Right now, like the the core, the real people, your feelings, taking care of yourself, that's all that matters right now. So I just felt like I couldn't do something that was not below the surface. And that's what that's what really caused me to go a little deeper and be a little more introspective, you know, and vulnerable. Okay. And then, as you mentioned, this, this is one of the themes on the album, which I re found really interesting. There's, there's a sense of allowing yourself to feel those feelings because we don't always do so so yeah right writing is i i have to quickly check which uh song in, in spe uh, specifically it was maybe a little too heavy maybe a little too heavy that was the one um yeah allowing yourself to kind of not push those feelings aside but just just sit in them for a while how, how did you arrive at this this uh philosophy or this this way of, of dealing with it Yeah, well, I, I think, again, the, the lockdown, again, it's like okay. we couldn't, we weren't able to run away like we usually do. <laughs> I couldn't, I tried to distract myself even then, and then my my laptop crashed, you know, it's like, <laughs> so we were, the distractions were falling away, and it had to kind of get down to your your real feelings and, like, not be able to to hide from them. And, I you know, I think that, again, that was a big part of, um, uh allowing yourself to feel it. And then I was, uh, that's where Be Like Water came from when, you know, a friend of mine sent me a podcast on happiness during the pandemic. And that, that really hit me because it was like, no, don't fight these feelings. Go, go through them, flow through them, just allow them to take you wherever they're supposed to 
take you. Let them teach you whatever lesson you're supposed to be taught. Don't fight it or you might not even get the lesson. So all of these, all of these things were happening in real time for me in the pandemic because I was figuring out, oh, what am I going to have to pivot to? Like, what's all right. What does it look like to be an artist? And, and, and you know, if I can't get to anyone, what is it? What do I you know? And so mm-hmm. all of that was happening. And I think that just happened through the music because it was happening in real life for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now you mentioned Be Like Water, which I find a really interesting song, both musically and then as, as we talked about kind of thematically. But mm-hmm. when you start on a song like that, when, when that is initial idea pops into your head, where do you go? Do you go to the music? Do you write some notes down? Do you already think of, hey, maybe I should ask Stevie Wonder to, to be on this <laughs> song? Well, the asking Stevie, instead that's after the song was okay. done, like the concept was done. Um, this actually started with a drum beat that... That confuses people, but it's just in four. It's just just straight. Uh, but but um, it started with that, and I, I uh, after a while having the beat for a little while, uh, which was my process this time. I took my time with every little piece, so it could be drums for a month, you know. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I want to play something to it now. And uh, that that little that little movement came, um, and then I I listened to that podcast. And I'm like, all right, oh, be like, I was talking about, yeah, all right. And um, it it was a concept that hit me, you know, and and uh, and then after that, there was a space there, always a space there. Uh, and I was like, man, I could hear Nas on this so bad. Like, man, I could Nas would kill this. This is like right up his alley. And so I reached out to Nas. And um, he was working on another album, so it was taking them time to do it. And I just happened to be working with Stevie on on his album. And um, I, I, I let him hear the song and I was like, man, you, I, I know you would kill on this. He was like, you want me to do it? I'll do it. And um, just like that, man. I, so I recorded Stevie first and then I sent it back to Nas and them like just letting y'all know Stevie Wonder's on it, too. Now. And they were like, oh, man, he 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 always wanted to work with Stevie. Uh, and, and so they were definitely going to get it done. And then it just, I mean, it became this beautiful thing, man. It's crazy. Right. And crazy. you have, it is crazy. And that's, yeah. that's the funny thing because you've had quite some success in your career, uh, won a couple of Grammys, but, but are you at the point then now where you can pretty much ask anyone to be on, on your, uh, music or is that, I, I mean, who's left? I mean, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. You know, I, this blows my mind. Nas right. and Stevie wonder on the same. I mean, like, I'm still not over this, man. You know, it's like, I, I can't believe it. You know, it's like a dream come true. And you're talking about masters. You're talking about masters of their crafts, like the sure. top of the top, you know? Um, so, uh, You know, it's like uh, I, f- I feel like I could ask anyone, you know, at this point, um, you know, it's the only problem is I want to ask people who don't don't usually pop out. You know, like I want a song with D'Angelo, <laughs> uh, of course, enough. King Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar would love Andre 3000, all people who kind of like are minding their own business right now. So we'll see. <laughs> but um, but I've I've all I've already fulfilled my dreams to be honest man like i never shot bigger than stevie wonder singing a song with me like sure. that was my dream you know and wow we're here yeah and the, the song has maybe that's just our, at least my mind playing tricks on me but it feels kind of like a modern stevie wonder song in a way well was that intentional? Oh, sure. did you did you kind of mold it towards him 
No. So I think I, I have a natural inclination to go Stevie Wonder-esque. Okay. You know, it's just really in my bones. It's like the first music I was listening to when I was becoming a songwriter. And I think it's just a, it's just something that comes really natural to me. I used to I used to try to fight it, you know, because it was like, oh, you said Stevie. Uh, but no, sometimes it just comes to me that way. But I specifically knew that this felt like him when I had that harpsichord there. Right. I was like, oh, this feels like Stevie ish, you know, but it feels like me, you know, <laughs> too, like the movement of it. But so when I did it, I sent it to him because I knew he would like it. I'm like, he's going to like this. This is like his vibe, you know. Right. And right. Um, and so and so he did. But I didn't make it thinking of him. I, I actually wanted him to do another song, but. That's just kind of me. You know, he's he's in me and a lot of stuff that I do. Okay. Yeah. And am, I, am I right in saying that you are very particular with the, the kind of the people you ask for certain tracks? Because I read somewhere that it's it's not just, oh, I'm friendly with him. So uh, let, let's make a song together. You're very yeah. specific musically, I, I suppose. Yeah, I just feel like the song is the most important thing. I mean, the song is the king in this in this instance. And and so. It's not really about relationship for me or like anything personal. It's like, does this serve the song? You know, like even if you're my favorite person and I love your voice, but you're not right for this song. It's like, you know, I want I want what's best for the song. It's selfless, you know, to me. And um, so, yeah, I really I, I don't play around with that. It's like, yeah, it's it's got to make sense for the song for me. Sure. Well, th this is going to be a very unfair question, but I'm. <laughs> gonna ask it. I'm gonna ask it anyway. Okay. Which which song of yours do you think you've gotten closest to a perfect song in your mind, where it kind of approximated what, what oh, you wow. envisioned closest? Yeah. You know what's funny? Because of course I don't think I have any perfect songs. Sure. But um, please don't walk away on this new album. Is really something that one of them. I had the drum. I had that drum track for months and months. And um, when I started to play it, I have the same feeling when I started. I could tell magic was happening. Like I could literally feel I'm like something's happening. And it was so simple. So it's not even like I was doing something so crazy and complex. It was just magically all coming together. And every step of that song felt like magic. So the beat, I was just like, oh, man, it's there with nothing on it. Just just. It was just something about the sounds, though. They were all working. And then that happened when I started playing it melody wise. I was like, whoa. And then when I started writing lyrics, I was like, whoa. And then when I started singing it, I'm like, whoa, you know, and, and every time I listen to that song, I'm like, man, this thing moves me every single time. So if I had to pick that, maybe because it's fresh on my mind, but okay. I would say I would say, please don't walk away. Yeah, it has that effect on me. There are a couple of songs, including that one, that, that kind of deal with uh, romantic relationships and, and finding support in each other when, when times uh, might be darkest. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier, and you don't have to get into this if you don't want to, but you mentioned earlier that you had some, some rough years uh, going into the pandemic. So, so mm -hmm. was it very cathartic to, because I imagine it's, it's at least somewhat autobiographical. So was it cathartic to, to kind of get those thoughts out and, and to show them to the people involved? Yeah, I think I think for me and 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 thankfully, like because I can't write about the stuff until I'm through the stuff. So okay. thankfully, I successfully made it through all of this mm. stuff, you know, and, and and we're happy and like, you know, things worked out. But it was a real worry at one point, like which way we're going to go. Is this going to end? Like, you know, is this really going to end? 
And um, so those were some real questions and some real thoughts that were going on. And and for me, it's always, you know, it, it's always the way I release, you know, and express. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for me, yeah, it definitely has that feeling and was important for me to, after living it, get it out, you know, like, I don't feel like the how I felt on these songs when I was creating them. I don't feel those things anymore. Like, you know, it's like uh, I, I can look at those things and smile like, man, look what art that all that made, you know, look at this art that was made. But I, I don't I'm not going I don't feel that stuff when I'm when I'm playing it now or anything. But it definitely helped me release. Yeah. How magical is it then that that people can find something in that? I mean, that 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 is the magic of music. But the, the fact that people can hear Amazing. that song, something you went through uh, years ago, and they can find uh, apply it to their own lives and find something in it. Have it's you ever the magic? Th- yeah, it's very crazy. Yeah. Have you ever cool. delved into that kind of how how music affects the audience? How you affect your audience? Yeah, I mean, I try not to. Uh, get too deep into it because I don't want to overthink it. You know, right. um, I, I think what works best is me being honest, me even making it selfishly, even, even making my music for me. Like I'm making this because this is what I like. Even that being able to touch others and like affect others in different ways. is like, that's the magic. It's like, wow, you got that from, from my personal story, but <clears throat> it really is what brings us all together. Cause it shows that, man, we're, we're, we're a lot more alike than different, sure. all of us, you know, and, and connect to the same things because we're, we're all connected. Final question. Then the album is called uh, watch the sun. And I wrote down as sure as the sun sets, it rises again. So will oh, yeah. you. Uh, that line, I think it's the opening line, but I'm not sure. But but that right. line, um, yeah. How important was that kind of as as an overall thought on this album? That's it, man. I mean, that was it. That's what that's what made "Watch the Sun" as a title feel so perfect. Um, I didn't even realize it when I wrote "Watch the Sun" the song first, um, but then it it shot right at me when I was thinking like, yeah, this doesn't matter if it's something you're just going through personally in life with yourself internally, whatever, with your family, or if you're in a relationship and going through this stuff, um, watch the sun just covered all of that darkness in general, you know, and, and us just taking note from nature and understanding God is in nature. And it's like, man, I'm watching this sun do this every day. Nobody's telling it to do it. It's just doing it. If I just pay attention to that, man, I can I can get out of this uh, this this feeling I feel in this relationship. I can get out of this depression that I'm in, you know, on my own. I can get out of this this job that maybe I don't want to be in. You know, I can if I watch the sun, I can get out of all types of situations. So it just seemed to cover the whole thing and just felt perfect. You know, DJ, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. My pleasure.